No! Ah. Oh. Oh! Hello, and welcome to Pick Scrapes, the sketch show that no one asked for. I'm Eddie French, and forgive my delay in extending the salutations typical of the expectations I have fostered in you over this past brace of moons we have shared. Um, oh, sorry, I'm still in writing mode. Um, yes, you've caught me at the crest of a novelly wave. <laughs> to cut a long story short, which I can assure you is the only editing I intend on doing today, I am now an author. I'm currently 60,000 words into my debut novel, and once I've nurtured, curated, and arranged the remaining 90,000, then the world will finally get to experience the undulating requirement of the must. The story of a widely misunderstood, hugely talented, but not in an obvious way, subtly girthy non-binary who is wildly overlooked by pretty much everyone. And no, this isn't a case of authorial self-insertion, as that can really ruin a notebook. But also because my protagonist is thin and good-looking, so that should delay any fears that I'm putting myself in this novel or any other such jiggery-pokery. <laughs> Alas, I am currently unable to go into any greater detail of my eagerly anticipated debut, for I'm afraid the creativity thieves are always at large. I've lost count of the number of my ideas that have been taken and slapped into books that have gone on to huge success. I mean, I was once curious about a dog. Next thing you know, someone else has sold billions. I once suggested that a girl get a tattoo of a dragon. Suddenly, someone's getting a conservatory, and it isn't me. Don't get me started on how many faults I've found in stars. Still, it is upon the artiste to rise above the imitators and make something truly unique. Of course, there are some ways to save a bit of time on the less, um, exhilarating aspects of the, uh, as we writers call it, process. Uh, one of those ways is actually today's sponsor, Wordirosity. Some days, you just can't find the words. They exist, but they don't leap out at you like the proverbial salmon, heavy with literary row. Well, if you want to more easily pop out those language eggs, then why not try Wordirosity? Wordirosity is a writing aid for desktop and mobile devices that can streamline your book elevator to the next level. Book level, that is. Need just that right turn of phrase to describe a scene where a wildflower meadow is dipped, dappled and draped in the golden, heavenly rays warming the verdant protuberances from the rich sod beneath? Just enter that description into the user-friendly interface, press enter, and... Sunny. <laughs> Perfect. However, of all the features, the plotterizer is my favourite. Need to have more things in your story? Just engage the auto-plotterizer to add action, romance, slapstick, or any other moments that you like. Take this scene of mine where Brother Jacob has just strangled Brother Ezekiel after a lover's quarrel turns violent. Hits the plotterizer and BAM! Now Brother Jacob will also step in a bucket and get hit by a ladder. <laughs> I'd like to see Barbara Taylor Bradford try that. 
Any writer who is serious about their craft needs this app. And if you enter the code PICKSCRAPED at checkout, then you can get 20% off a year's subscription. Let word erosity tell your story walking. Word erosity. Because words are rosity. Now, if you don't mind, I'll, uh, I'll have to leave you to the rest of the episode to get on with my Magnus Opium. Uh, I'll see you at the end, but I'll probably be being published silly, so forgive me if I miss you. Uh, enjoy! Ah. <laughs> yeah, mm. Ah. Pick scraped. Oh, honey, I, I'm home. Hi, honey. How was your day? Oh, boy. There are some real pieces of work out there. Uh, well, it's, it's nice to be home with you, my love. I'm sorry you had a bad day, honey. But I'm afraid you're not the only one. What do you mean, Mary? D did something happen? Uh, who did it to you? Why, if I find him, it I... It wasn't me, honey. I'm fine. It's Billy. Billy? What's happened to Billy? Is he all right? What's happened? Is he in the hospital? Billy is in his room. He's safe and sound. However, he had a bad day at school. Oh, oh, geez, Mary. Was it that gym teacher? Can he see Billy's a little small for his age? Give him a year, he'll catch up. Honey, listen. You know how proud Billy is of his tokens. Oh, sure, sure. Boy, he loves those things. Always polishing them, looking at them, arranging them. Well, Billy took his tokens to school for show and tell today. Oh, jeez, what a boy. I can see his proud little face as he shows them off. Boy, howdy can I. Yes. And he said he had a very nice time. But afterwards, at recess, a bigger boy heard that Billy had his tokens with him. Oh, no. That boy went right up to Billy, took his tokens... Oh, Mary, please, don't tell me what you're going to tell me. He funged them. Oh, no, I don't want to hear this. I'm sorry, honey, you need to hear this. He funged them right in front of him. Well, 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 well who is this kid? Who, who, who's his father? Boy, I'm going to go over there and give him a piece of my mind, you betcha. You will do no such yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right, I'll go over there and... Hey, what? You'll do no such thing. Well, now, just you wait a minute, Mary. I, I'm not given to temper, but this... this Well, this has me ticked. Ticks right off. There's a young boy in that room who needs his father more than some bully needs telling off. Oh, jeez, Mary, you're right. Oh, let me go see him. Hey, Billy! Billy! Billy, I'm coming in. All right. Where are you? Oh, well, there you are. Uh, hello, son. Hi, Dad. Hey. How, how, how you doing, son? Not great. Well, well now listen here, Billy. Uh, your, your mother tells me that uh, something real bad happened at school today. Why do you have to fund them all, Dad? Couldn't he leave me just one? Aw, that's, that's not how bullies like that work, son. Uh, they, they wouldn't leave you nothing, you hear? Nothing. Well, I'm sorry, but that's how those kind of people are. But it's not fair. It's not, son. It's, it's not fair at all. I took real good care of him, too. Oh, you, you sure did, son. Real good care. And you can take good care of the next ones you get, too. I don't think I want to have tokens anymore. Oh, come on, Billy. You love tokens. You, you, you never stop talking about them. Yeah. But if they're just going to get all funged again, then I don't want nothing to do with them. Nothing. Now, you just look here. You, you can't let bullies stop you from doing what you love. You don't get it, Dad. No one does. 
Now, you just wait one gosh darn minute and you gosh darn try me. I used to be a pretty big token head myself, you know. You were a token head, Dad? Sure, biggest one in town. Never without him. They used to call me the token kid. Well, until, uh... Until what? Well, well one day, uh, your Uncle Harry, uh, he, he was real young and, you know, he was curious about him. Uh, the tokens, that is. Uh, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. He... He took them out sledding, and uh, they went straight through the ice and uh, into the pond. No. Yeah, right in, all the way. Well, what did you do, Dad? Well, uh, I just jumped right in there, hauled them all out, but, uh... Oh, by then it was too late. They, uh, they were... Funged? Real funged, Billy. Real funged. I... It was that moment I swore off tokens for life, there and then. I'm sorry, Dad. Oh, that's all right, Billy. The... But, but hey, hey, there's no reason for you to do the same. Well, what do you mean? Here, look at my laptop. Look, look at this. What, what does this say? This? Yeah, read it, Billy. Read it. Read it out loud. Dank bro chimp ninja gun crew non-fungible to- Huh? Yeah, that's right, Billy. Yeah, those crypto kids have done it again. Th they've made... They've made tokens you can't funge, Billy. You can't funge these tokens. Are you just funning me, Dad? Oh, I'd never fun you about tokens, Billy. For real? Oh, as real as the blockchain, kiddo. Now, now, you you just tell me which one of these you want. Y you mean it? Huh? No fooling? Yeah, sure, no fooling. Why, well, you could call these non-fooling tokens right now. Huh? Sure, go, go, go ahead, choose one, choose one. Uh, this here is a picture of a monkey smoking a joint and taking a shit at the same time. <laughs> wow. Boy, I'd sure love that one. Well, just let me, uh, 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 go. There you go, Billy. That's yours. Yours forever. Oh, just, just wait for the email confirmation and, uh, yeah. Look. Teacher says every time a bell rings, a smart bro is bought in the dip. That's right. boy, Billy. All art is a product of the time in which it was made, which means that older works can fall upon modern ears differently than when they were created. Musicals are not immune to this, and so can be updated occasionally to avoid any thorny issues. Here's an example I found recently. See if you can guess what this first draft eventually became. Well, well this, this car, car is automatic. Systematic. Problematic. I don't mind them, I just don't want them living next door to me. See if you can guess. Answers on a post box. Dearly beloved. Hello, what's up, and welcome to the sensible and grown-up world of Rational Science Clever Boys, colon, Atheism Pones Your Sky Friend, with me, Chestergrad Hindleg. Okay, we got a great episode today, non-believers, <laughs> including a great interview with Vinnie Chadworth from the Pipe Down Sweetheart podcast about some things the Bible might have gotten right about women. Huh. <laughs> 
Even a stop clock, I guess. Right, guys? <laughs> You're only guys. But first, I have a real exclusive for you. When you think of the ultimate rational bros in history, it's got to be R Dog and H Chisel, Rich and Hitch, the theist threat, tag team ultimate, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. Now, my boys R and C are easily the greatest poners in the history of rational debate, but did they always see eye to eye? According to this recently unearthed recording, things would get rather heated when these two disagreed. <laughs> straight up debate gold. Okay, uh, we're just going to go straight into it. Straight into it, guys. Straight into it. Top. We've got a lot of things to say about this, so let's just hear it. Okay, here it is. I'm going to roll the tape now for you. You simply can't refute the very clear evidence that the integration of these two disparate elements is precisely against all rational positions that society could take. And it is your invocation of the very idea of society itself that has rendered your argument mute, sir. That society is to legislate or dictate anything regarding this issue is nanny state at best and totalitarianism at worst. That this is a matter for individual distinction is plain to see. While I appreciate that individuals should be permitted to make up their minds in matters that concern individual issues, can you not see that were this to be normalised, that public and private institutions and businesses would be coerced to provide support for such behaviour? I must admit that I have failed to see how such a thing could collapse this decreasingly free society of yours. My faith in your learned self could be at least partially restored were you to at least concede that this is very much a personal choice issue rather than one of personal freedom versus national security. Human beings have evolved over countless centuries and have developed reactions to various stimuli as means of survival. Not simply survival, but also as a means to thrive and further the species. To simply pretend that these hardwired instincts don't exist is as dogmatic as the man-made philosophies you have made a career out of opposing. And it is there, sir, where your entire argument falls. These survival instincts to treat the new, unusual and peculiar... These survival instincts to treat the new, unusual, and peculiar as potential threat is precisely why your position is outmoded and holds no weight in this, as the ability to overcome these instincts and, and to try things our instincts would have had us avoid that makes us truly human, and to abide by our reptilian brains would further push backwards rather than aid the progress of the species that you, sir, claim to be supportive of. Indeed, no great art, business, technology, nor any leap of human imagination could have been made without breaking this so-called evolutionary coding. Of course these evolutionary impulses can be overridden when the potential outcome outweighs the risks our instincts can detect. However, in this instant, there are no benefits to the risk. Indeed, your desired outcome would be ruinous to an otherwise noble endeavour. It saddens me, sir that an intellect as grand as yours may be reduced to squeamish hand-wringing with the least appealing aspect of conservatism in that you won't even entertain having pineapple on a pizza. A pizza that, I remind you, sir, I will be paying for. I would never suggest that you aren't a generous man. 
with his time nor his money. However, the idea of warm, raw, sweet fruit on a hot, savoury main course is tantamount to throwing mud in the face of all secular human endeavour. It appears that it falls to me to remind you, sir, that this is the very sweetness that you dismiss as a failing of the fruit that is key to the appeal where said sweetness will combine with the salted, savoury nature of the pork to be the dinner that we will share tonight. Need I remind you of the only aspect of Chinese culture yet to be ruined by state communism, sweet and sour. Sweet and sour being another dish I simply don't entertain. I do not dismiss the sweetness of the pineapple. Indeed, a tropical cocktail or an upside-down cake, it is the linchpin of the fodder. It is simply when combined with the Italian cuisine that I will not have it. However, with the time getting on as it has, and with our dinner options becoming increasingly limited, I would, at this point, be open to a compromise. Sir! If you are going to suggest some sort of pizza apartheid wherein the pineapple is confined to a split percentage of the base, then I give that no quarter, nor indeed the half that you are clearly suggesting. On the contrary, I was to suggest we go round to the corner and offer our logical and rational custom to abracababra, whereby our orders will be on our own terms. Very well. This is a compromised offer with merit. Then we'll see if Spearmint Rhino is open. And I shall text ahead and see if they can reserve my usual table. Awesome! Okay, so, like, that was... Right? Wasn't it? That was... I mean, whoa. Seriously, guys. Those intellectual, rational powerhouses, both in their prime... Some supreme shit right there. We're, go we're gonna go right back into that. We're gonna go into that. I got a lot of things to say. I got some of your emails, some of your tweets, some of your, your, your missives. So we're gonna go uh, back to that after this word from our sponsor. You have an incoming phone call from Eddie French, wronged author. Do you wish to accept the charges? Hello? Oh, good. Uh, I must have caught you at the end of the episode. Um, oh, thanks for listening, and do follow Pickscraped on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, I must say, uh, I'm a little annoyed at word erosity, uh, as it's caused a little hiccup in my writing. Um, it accidentally replaced every single letter E in my manuscript with the word anus. So, um, what with the main character being called Janus, that will take some undoing. Um... Oh, oh, and I'm calling reverse charges because I've been countersued by several authors for what they described as false claims of plagiarism. So I'm a little bit skint. Uh, I'm sure this will all blow over by the next episode. Um, until then, I'll just work on my memoir, uh, and then they will won. Uh, see you next time. Thank you for listening to Pick Scrapes. Everything you heard was done by Eddie French, unless otherwise said in the show notes. See you soon.